I'm Amy Kaufman. And I'm Lisa Damaris. And this is Appraiser Talk, a show where I ask Lisa, the Vice President of Appraisal Issues at the Appraisal Foundation, your appraisal questions. We answer questions from every corner of the appraisal profession, from consumers to appraisers and real estate to business valuation. Welcome to today's episode. Today's a question from the real property world. When appraisers pick comps, do they mainly consider how similar the features of the house are to the subject property house? Thus, if the identical home sold in five neighborhoods, they should just use those five sales as comps, right? Well, thank you for this question, Amy, and to whoever sent this in. And for the answer, I'm going to assume that the person is talking about an appraiser who is working to conclude the market value of a residential real property. That sounds good. We've talked a bit about market value on the show before, so listeners can visit the archive on our website to check out those episodes. Great. Yes. Thank you. So first, let's start with USPAP. What does USPAP say about selecting comparable sales? Well, let's look at Standards Rule 1-4, which states, when a sales comparison approach is necessary for credible assignment results, an appraiser must analyze such comparable sales data as are available to indicate a value conclusion. So in other words, USPAP, which contains minimum requirements for appraisal development in addition to other things, is very broad and general when it comes to the topic of comparable sales. So remember that real property markets are incredibly varied and unique in how they act from region to region. Can't the comp selection process be standardized so that appraisers could just follow a set formula every time they pick comps? Well, I guess the answer to that would be only if the market itself acted in such a way that it lent itself to being boiled down to just one formula applicable across the board. But, you know, so far it really hasn't. First, think of just how varied real property is. Let me just run through some of the different properties that I or some of my associates have appraised over the years. And so you can understand just how incredibly complicated it can be sometimes to find the appropriate comparable sales in some instances. Uh, Let me start with one property I appraised a long time ago. It was a 40-acre lot with a house and water rights where the water rights alone could be sold on the market for a million dollars. Think how complicated an appraisal that is. Uh, how about a house I did where a property where the home was built on top of an old abandoned coal mine and parts of the yard were starting to collapse into a sinkhole. One time I appraised the home that had an indoor Olympic sized swimming pool specifically built for the owner who was an Olympic swimmer. And the home was located in an area where none of the other houses had swimming pools indoor or outdoor. And the market did not prefer to have swimming pools. How about a very old, small home that comes with access to a private beach in an area where private beach access was very rare and in very high demand and where all of the other homes with that same beach access were new, large homes? Uh, How about one time I appraised a dome-shaped home located in a dark sky area that was built by a famous astronaut? a property that is subject to a life estate. A life estate is a very unique property to appraise. That means that the person who owns the property actually does not have a right to sell it until the person who was granted the right to live in the home passes on. And that can take 10, 20 years sometimes. 
How about a property that sold with a paid lifetime membership to its subdivision's private golf club, where currently the yearly dues to be a member of that golf club are over $50,000. Thus, that property owner will never have to pay those golf dues, while the other homes in the subdivision will have to pay those dues. Or finally, how about this one? A property where, because its lot size was literally 10 square feet smaller than what is required under zoning, the home built on that lot was considered an illegal structure, even though it was only a one-year-old home. The market did not want to buy that property because of the legal issues that came with it. So finding comps, in other words, is figuring out what the market values. And that does not always mean the market values just a home's square footage or its room count or its bathroom count or even its remodeling or its updating. The market decides what features contribute the most to value. And the markets change their minds all the time. So, for example, a property with an ocean view that the marketplace is a high dollar premium on. Even if there are 10 other identical homes like it within a one mile radius that have recently sold, the appraiser will still need to find a comparable with a similar view to reflect the value of that view and the appraised value. Yes, that's a pretty good summary of what the appraiser typically does. So in other words, there really just isn't a formula that can be used to account for how every single market acts. Comp selection is really not a mathematical process. It's an investigative one. The appraiser first figures out what features of this property are relevant to its value for that assignment. And the appraiser can only figure that out by studying the exact subject property's market area. And once the appraiser knows what the market itself places value on, then the appraiser can search for comps. So if I can summarize, finding comps is not as simple as just finding a house that's sold with the same identical physical features as the subject properties. Oftentimes there are legal issues that can impact the value of one property and not another. Or sometimes a property that has a lot that is just has a significantly higher market value demand because the lot is larger or even because the lot is smaller or because it has a better view or because it has a location that is quieter or whatever the market prefers. Only the market knows what it values. The appraiser's job is to investigate how that market is acting, what it demands, what it places value on and what it does not place value on. If a formula can figure out what all of the unique features drive value in the thousands of millions of sub-markets that are out there, that would actually be very impressive. So that brings up another question. Isn't what you're describing what AVMs or automated valuation models are designed to do? Those are essentially formulas. Why can't appraisers use those? Well, you, you won't be surprised to know that the answer to that question is Yes, AVMs do use formulas and appraisers can use AVMs as well. But again, even these formulas vary from market to market. And even they cannot, purely using math, understand all of the nuances of every market. For more information on AVMs and how they work, please listen to special episode three with special guest Paul Chandler. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you'll tune in each week to Appraiser Talk. You can send in your questions to me at amy, A-M-Y, at appraisalfoundation.org, and you might just hear us answer it in a future episode. 
And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Appraiser Talk is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.